0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the exhortation to give thanks, as we pick up in Psalm chapter 107, verse 1. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: Let's turn now in our Bibles to Psalm 107. The 107th Psalm begins with an exhortation to us to give thanks unto the Lord. And the basis for the thanksgiving is His goodness and His mercy. Two things that we really should be thankful for. The goodness of God to us and then God's mercy unto us. How thankful I am for the mercy of God. Were it not for the mercy of God, where would I be tonight? Surely not here. But for his mercy that endureth forever. Now as we go through the psalm, the first verse exhorts us to praise, but then the psalm goes on and begins to talk about certain people and their condition. And then we find the oft-repeated phrase. In fact, it's repeated about three times or four times through the psalm. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and His wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that men would really learn to just praise God for His goodness to us. I think that we reflect too little upon God because I really don't think that you can seriously reflect upon God without praising and without thanksgiving. When you really just start to reflect on His goodness, on His blessings, on all that He's done, the praises just sort of come. Second verse, he said, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. <laughs> We've been redeemed, Peter tells us, not with corruptible things as silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. If you've been redeemed, you ought to talk about it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We were actually in the bondage of sin. We were slaves to Satan. Paul said, Who in times past walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air that even now works in the children of disobedience, among whom you all had your manner of living in times past, as you walked after the lust of your own heart and your own mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But from that disastrous state, the Lord has redeemed you. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy." And he gathered them out of the lands from the east, from the west, the north, the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Then hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of all their distresses. So he is describing really the condition of the nation of Israel that God has gathered out of all of the lands, the people who wondered after the dispersion, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of all their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness For his wonderful works to the children of man. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Now that goes back to verse 5 where it speaks of their condition. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted. Verse 9, for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. The longing soul. The soul is the consciousness of man. And somehow there is a consciousness in every man that life must be something more than what I have yet experienced. Somehow I feel there's more to life. The longing soul of man he satisfies. Now we start into the second strophe of this psalm as he begins to describe another group, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. So the second group he is talking about, a group who are bound in afflictions and irons. Men who are in real trouble, and the reason for their trouble, their rebellion against the words of God, their scorn for the counsels of God. How many times have we gotten into trouble when we rebelled against the counsels of God? I can do it my way. Just leave me alone, Lord. I'll go my own way. And I am trying to do my own thing, and it has led me into bondage so many times. Sometimes we wonder, how in the world could I ever get in such a mess? It's because we rebelled against the words of God. We scorned his counsel. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then, in this sad condition, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Going back to verse 6, the first group who cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in two. Now, the breaking of the bands in two, go back to verse 10, being bound in affliction and iron. God breaks the bondage that we experience. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, and then going back once again, for he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Now he deals with another category, fools. Because of their transgression and because of their iniquities are afflicted. We bring a lot of grief on ourselves, Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat. Now this to me is interesting because it seems to be describing a vegetarian. And it calls them fools. (laughs) And they do act a little funny at times. (laughs) If you observe them, they seem to be lacking protein in their diet. Their soul abhoreth all manner of meat, <laughs> and they draw near unto the gates of death. And again, then, in this condition, they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from his destructions. How many times God uses His Word to heal, to deliver, to set us free? How many times when I've had a particular problem and was very concerned, and as I was praying, the Lord would send His Word. He would give me a scripture in my heart. A scripture would flash in my mind. And that scripture was just what I needed. How many times when the Word of God has flashed in my mind in a particular circumstance, I've said, thank you, Lord, I really needed that. For the Scripture was just exactly what I was needing at that time. And it ministered to me, and it was strength to me, and it brought me through. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Now, in the Old Testament, in order to approach God, they had to come to the priest with sacrifices, and there were different sacrifices that were offered in the Old Testament. There were the sin offerings, the sacrifices for sin, of which we are all very familiar. But there were also what they called the peace offerings, which was just really the idea behind a peace offering was communion with God. It was bringing a sacrifice, and and they would barbecue it for you, and then you'd sit down and eat with God. Part of it would be burned unto the Lord, uh, uh, His portion, and then you would eat your portion, and it was just an offering of, of communion. I want to just draw close to God and just sit down and have a meal with the Lord. And so you'd offer a peace offering unto God. Then there was also the burnt-offering sacrifices. And the burnt-offering sacrifices were sacrifices of consecration unto God. God, I want to consecrate myself to you. And so I would offer to the Lord a burnt-offering sacrifice, which was a sacrifice signifying my commitment of myself to God. So the different sacrifices... That were offered. Now, we say, well, we're living now in the gospel of grace, and Jesus sacrificed himself once and for all. Yes, as a sin offering. And that takes care of the sin sacrifice completely. But there are sacrifices of the New Testament that we are exhorted to offer unto God. Not animal sacrifices, but fruit sacrifices. Let us offer unto God the sacrifice of praise, even the fruit of our lips. And so praising God becomes actually a peace offering. As through praise I come into communion with God, for the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. The sacrifice of praise and that of commitment of myself as I am worshiping the Lord and I just yield my life to him. And so there are sacrifices of praise. And here the psalmist said, let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his work with rejoicing. We were talking with a group of people today, and we were saying, we need to get together some night and just talk about the Lord and all of the wonderful things He's doing. Just spend an evening just getting together and talking about the goodness of God and the work of God and the blessings of God. What a profitable evening that would be as we just sit together and we just talk about, oh, you remember what the Lord did? Oh, in that glorious? And just rejoicing, you know, as you talk about the glorious works of God. There's an interesting thing when people get together to talk about the Lord. The Lord is always interested in it. He's interested in what you have to say about Him. Just like you're interested in people talking about you, you want to know what they're saying. And you get a chance, you know, you hear your name and you know how you tune in on your name and you, you know, you get real quiet and you listen, you know, to see what they're saying. Well, the Bible indicates that God does something like that too. It says, they that love the Lord spake often of Him. And the Lord made a record of the things that they were saying. God kept the record. And in that day, they shall be accounted as jewels. God loves people to talk about him. And so here, declare his works with rejoicing. Now we come into a fourth category of people, a fourth section of this song. And this is for the sailors. They that go down to the sea in ships, that do their business in great waters, These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. The ocean is always a marvel. I I love, I'm a very water-oriented person. I love the water. I love diving down and looking at the coral and the various fish. And it's just the works of God. They see the works of the Lord, his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves thereof. They mount up to heaven. They go down again into the depths, and their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man. They're at their wits' end. You ever been in a storm at sea? huge waves, (laughs) and then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distress, and he makes the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they are quiet, so he brings them into their desired haven. The work of God bringing us into the desired haven. Beautiful. Now the psalm ends with just exhortations unto again of praising the Lord for his works, and it begins to list many of the works of the Lord. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders for He turneth the rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation, and sow the fields and plant the vineyards, which may yield the fruits of increase. He blesses them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, And he allowed not their cattle to decrease. Again they are minished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. And he poureth contempt upon the princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh his families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. So the final verse is just sort of a conclusion to the psalm, saying that whoever is wise and will observe these things, what things? Praising, thanksgiving, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Psalm 108, the psalmist declares, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. And then he calls for praise unto the Lord with the psaltery and the harp, a couple of instruments, praising the Lord in music. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens. Again, why do I praise God? Well, here I praise the Lord again for his mercy. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high is his mercy over those that fear him. Also praise that thy truth reacheth under the clouds. Further praise, be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens and thy glory above all the earth, that thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand and answer me. God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice, I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Succoth. Now here is David talking, and he's talking about how God is going to give him victory and possessions. Dividing Shechem, meeting out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. And over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Over Philistia will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Wilt not thou, O God, who hast cast us off? And wilt not thou, O God, go forth with our host? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man.
0: We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study, the book of Psalms, on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, Simply order Psalms 107 through 108 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the
1: May you just experience more and more the grace and the fullness of our Lord. As you yield your lives to Him, may you discover God's blessed plan that He has in mind for you. And may you not come short in any spiritual gift. May may you abound in all things in Christ Jesus as we wait the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you, and the Lord bless you.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. The Word for Today is pleased to present a timely book entitled Philippians, a Bible study for women by Kay Smith, wife of Pastor Chuck. In times of hardship and doubt, Are you filled with joy? If this less than perfect world has robbed you of joy and filled you instead with fear and worry, you must learn the secrets found in the book of Philippians. Join Kay as she discovers the Apostle Paul's top secrets to a life filled with joy, available to every Christian woman today.
1: Sometimes in the deepest trials, God will so minister to us, or the Holy Spirit will so minister to us, that even in the deepest trials, we can have joy. And that's what we're trying to impress on the people's heart. We have joy just because we have Jesus. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll-free at 1-800-272-WORD. That's 1-800-272-9673. And godliness with contentment is great gain.